Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Hello and welcome back to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. How is everyone doing? I'm doing just fine. I know you can't see me, but I'm sporting my yellow t-shirt today, trying to bring out the sun, trying to milk out the sun from the clouds. But you know, we can't get the sunlight, but guess who we can get? We can get Miss Regina. She's our guest today. Regina is a beautiful soul, I can already tell. We met through another guest on the podcast. And I tell you guys, when you listen to me, if you know anyone who knows anyone who should be on the podcast, holla at your girl, and I'll put them on. So Regina is one such victim, okay? She heard about me, contacted me, and boom, we're talking to you guys. So Miss Regina's last name is Russian. I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> Ozers. Ozeryansky, okay? Ozeryansky. Nice. <laughs> so Regina is newly engaged. Yay! Hercules, Hercules. And just like most of my guests, she has also had her fair share of bouts with depression. And that's it. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, get used to it. Depression happens because it's life, okay? Speaker, author, extraordinaire. She's got a background of real estate, but guess what she did? She turned those homes into a coaching business, and now she's a soul coach. This is so deep already, you know, and a yoga instructor, because are you going to be a soul coach without being a yoga instructor? Are you kidding me? Of course you have to be. So boom, we have Miss Regina Ozeryansky. Regina, welcome to the family. How are you doing, girl? I am so good. Oh my goodness. What an awesome intro. Thank you, Dr. Lulu. I told you if anybody's going to spin it, it's going to be me. I'm going to spin it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How are you doing, sweetheart? Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It's my pleasure. My pleasure and my honor. And I feel very, very grateful for the opportunity, not only to, to speak with you and be with you this afternoon, but also to share my story because I feel... The more we speak about suicide and suicide prevention, the more we can help people that are suffering to feel, A, that they're not alone, and B, that there's a solution, because there truly really is. And I feel there's no accident, there's no coincidence that, um, that this topic is becoming more of a household discussion, which is very challenging. And at the same time, there's beauty in that, because there's, like you said about the sunshine, there's, um, there's opportunities for growth and to bring in the light. And so I really feel that this is what you're doing in the world. And it's amazing. It's beautiful and it's needed. 
Well, thank you so much. So two things you already said that already kind of got me thinking. Of course, yeah, the, 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 the fact that suicide is becoming a household name. When I was in medical school in the 80s and, uh, you know, suicide was a thing we learned about in medical school, yes, but you just learn about it. You don't know anyone. But not today. Everyone knows someone. And every week I get tagged on Facebook, literally, I kid you not, about another kid or another one. Um, so it is so real. And of course, if you're going if you, if to be blessed with a talent, let me put it that way, you need to talk about that talent. And, and a lot of my guests have come on and eloquently just talked about their situation. And I know in my heart that they are blessing souls. They are blessing souls. And you are one of those souls that was not only blessed, but you feel a need to pay it forward and pass it on, right? So for this, I thank you. So where do you want to start this, this journey of yours? Where do you want to start? Because you know, I'm all ears. Mm, wow. Well, I I feel that the most important place to start is, I don't want to say at the beginning because, you know, where is the beginning, right? It's a circle. Uh, The truth is, is what's the purpose? What's the purpose of why I feel we're here? And that's to elevate. And so for a while, for I'd say a good, probably a year, maybe, I wasn't comfortable talking about it because I really didn't, A, I was still in it, number one, and number two, was I felt shame, I felt embarrassed, I felt lonely, scared, um, you know, all of these feelings of shame around this looming dark cloud. And for me, I was very fortunate, and I say fortunate because it truly is a gift. I was gifted, as I call it, this experience twice. I had my first real bout of depression. It was an episode, as, as I've coined it. And I don't know if that's the medical term or not, but I had the first episode, which lasted about nine months. And then the second was also about nine months, maybe 10 months. And the difference was the second time was much stronger and much more powerful. And in different times of my life, I did feel a sense of different. Like I felt like I was unique and different in the sense, almost like uh, something was wrong with me and I didn't always fit in. And people who saw me from the outside, they said, oh, you know, they would never know that. They would say that I'm positive and I have, you know, a full life, a lot of friends, good family, um, healthy habits, whatever. But they didn't, I felt they didn't know me on the inside. And now what I know about life and what I feel is true about spiritual awakening and spiritual evolution is that when we ask for growth, when we ask for change and transformation, God gives it to us. And whether we call it God or we call it spirit or we call it universe, it's all the same energy, which is something outside of ourselves. And I knew that I wanted to grow because I, my biggest, if you asked me what my biggest fear was, um, I'm sure as, as you probably know, we all have fears, right? And my biggest fear was not living up to my potential. And that's a big pill to swallow. And so my first episode that I had experience with Um, Of course, I felt like I was living below during the depression. I felt like I wasn't worthy. I didn't feel good about myself because that's what the depression is. It's uh, it's almost like wearing dirty glasses, right? It's, It's like wearing a lens. And for those that are listening, it's not something that you can necessarily change on your own. Like, it's not like you snap out of it. It's not like that. It's, it's a, it's, 
I don't want to say it's a disease, but it is. It's like having a cold. You know, if you if you have a cold and you don't go get medicine, you're not going to get better. And as far as the medicine that you choose, I think that's a very individual journey. And for me, the first time I had it, I did not want medicine. I did not want to see a therapist. I was very, very, very resistant to getting help. And it partly was because I liked being miserable. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but that was the truth. Like I didn't want to acknowledge the parts of myself that needed changing. And so that's why it came back the second time is what I believe. Wow. I can't even like, I've just been, I don't know if you see me scribbling away because I usually take notes doing these things, but you know, you've said two things already. The first one is you felt like your friends did not know you on the inside. Is that not the truth? That ain't that the truth. We all put on masks. And that's what my TEDx talk was about the power of the word no. No already to the mask of shame and fear and self-doubt and silence and take all those masks away. And then be open and authentic. And then your friends that see the real you, if they don't want to hang out with you, then they're not the real friends in the first place. But yeah, you got to take all the masks away. And then the second thing is you, 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 your biggest fear was not living up to, to your potential. But look at you, you're full of everything. And everybody looks at you like, but you, you? you're like the life of the party kind of thing, right? Same with me. Same with me. It was like, you were depressed and suicidal. What do you mean? Girl, but it's true. And you know, watch out for those ones, the strong ones, the ones that are like, oh, I got this. Oh, I'm strong. Those are the ones you need to worry about the most. Wow. And I want to ask though, that did anything trigger your bouts of depression? Is this like a familial thing? How did it come about? Do you know? Yeah, that's a great question. And I didn't want to admit it because I think for me at the time, admitting it almost put blame on it. And I didn't want to blame anyone or anything. So the first time it, it was ironic, right? And it's not ironic that I was in the similar situation both times. So I know there's no accident that it happened again. Uh, I basically, you know, I had some interesting experiences and I decided unconsciously to take the, the blame on myself. And I was really, really angry at myself for some decisions that I made in life. And I, you know, just felt really un, um, let's say that they were unhealthy and they were coming from not a good place in my decision process and was very unconscious about it. And so I was living at home at the time I was living with my parents and with other family members and, you know, like any normal family, there's stuff that comes up, right. And you love each other. And at the same time, What's that saying? If you want to, if you, if you think you're enlightened, go spend time with your family. <laughs> oh my God. You're, you're reminding me of the, 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 the title of one of my books as in my head. You think you know him until you file for divorce. <laughs> right. Like it takes, you really have to live with people to know who they are. And oh my God, oh my God. That is so true. If you want a dose of reality, call home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh fix that that's a good that's a good book topic too by the way yeah um, i love that i love i love where we're going i did want to go back a little bit though and and just for the fact that it looks like most of this for you stem from very low self-worth and i've never in my 29 years of being a doctor had anyone use the phrase i liked being miserable but that is so true but no one wants to ever go there but it's so true sometimes it's like just leave me alone, okay? I just want to. I just want to lay in the bed and just, just be in a dark place. Eventually, of course, we have to have enough self-forgiveness 
to come out of it. But sometimes I just want to coast here for a while, you know, and it yeah. looks like you, you kind of, at least you touched on that or you, you went there for a minute. Is that kind of, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I love Dr. Lulu, what you say about the masks, right? Because the truth is, is nobody wants to, nobody wants to acknowledge or admit that they're wearing a mask, right? Because we are all very, not all, but I, I'll only speak for myself because that's all I can do is there, there's a lot of times where in the past, I didn't want to be transparent because I was afraid of what people would think about me. And I was worried about being judged. And the truth was, I was judging myself. Self more. Right? We judge ourselves more than anybody. I mean, we're like the biggest critics, right? And so here I was taking all these workshops. Literally, one of my websites is called Spiritual Junkie because I love spirituality. I love growing. I love personal development. And my whole life, if you ask my friends, my family, you know, my clients, everyone will say, I'm always either at a workshop or a fun gathering or some type of retreat, right? Like a typical weekend for me is a retreat or a workshop. So, and the funny thing of- is that, and I think the funny thing is that you're usually facilitating, are you? Now I am. Yeah. Now, now I participate, but I'm also a student and I think that's so okay. valuable and, and important because okay. truly you can't, I, I, I feel that what keeps me grounded and what I, I like to think of, keeps me humble is being a student. And so it's really important having that balance. And so, yes. you know, for me, bit, one of the things- A little bit of that, yeah. I, I completely yeah. agree, yes, ma'am. Absolutely, absolutely. How did you work with your self-forgiveness? Because I think almost everyone that comes in says the same thing. There's a huge, huge dose of low self-worth. And that's why I say that despair not depression is the ultimate cause of suicide the despair is almost deeper than the depression yes ultimately the path is purposelessness low self-worth a lot of self-loathing self-hatred failure and all that and all that adds up to despair if you look at when we had the dot-com burst you remember that there was a high spike of suicides those guys didn't have mental illness. They had major despair because they had lost all their savings. And if you, if you just map it out, all the things you're talking about today, yes, depression, true. But I can give you all the antidepressants in the world. If you lost your money, it's not going to bring you back. It's the fact that you're hating the decision, like you said. You're hating yourself for the decisions that you made. You're judging yourself, finding yourself guilty, sentencing yourself to death, literally right. speaking. Exactly. That was deep. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, and I think of a jar, right? Like as you're speaking, I, I visualize, I'm a very visual person and I'm visualizing a jar with, I don't know, call it whatever ingredients we like, whether, whether it's liquid or it's probably better like a food, right? Think of um, mm-hmm. peanut butter. Here we go. Peanut butter is something that's a American staple. Mm-hmm. So you have a jar of peanut butter and let's say you're at the bottom of the jar and you've been eating this peanut butter for months and it's almost finished and you love the peanut butter so much that you scoop out with a spoon almost all of it like literally to the point where this the jar is almost empty mm-hmm. but there's still remnants of the peanut butter no matter what you do unless you have a very like literally your child because the size of the wrist and the fingers the you know how do you call it the outside of the, as a yoga teacher, I'm speaking now, and, and you're a doctor, so you know this, the metatarsals. Yes. Right? 
Yeah. The, um, the so in the hand, in the hand, there will be metacarpals. Yes, metacarpals. Thank you. I'm thinking toes. Yeah, you're right. So the the bones that make up the hand, even if you squeeze them together, the size of a of a human being, maybe even a child, cannot fit in most jars of peanut butter, right? So even if I take a paper towel or a napkin or a towel and I try to scoop out everything in there, there's still going to be some residue, yes. some remnants of the peanut butter. So here and I was. You know, even if you got all of, the, all of the residue out, the smell of the peanut butter will last. So there's still going to be a piece of something peanut butter in that container. Exactly. The essence. Yes. Exactly. And I, and I feel this is, I feel this is our work as humans. This is why we're here. Like talk about like, Full potential. You know, you're doing your full potential. I feel I'm on my way to do my full potential as a speaker, as an author, as a facilitator for the soul coaching and the yoga. I think, you know, one of the things that really strips us, if we, if we strip ourselves of all of our labels, like, you know, um, mother, doctor, friend, realtor, whatever we do for a living, CEO, you know, janitor, whatever it is, if we strip ourselves of all of that, we're human beings. And we're actually, I believe, spiritual beings living a human experience. Amen. And I feel why we have these, and that's why I call it a gift, these moments, like you said, of despair. Sometimes the moments are longer than moments. Sometimes they're years. Oh. And in my family, I learned through questioning and through study that it, it is something that we struggle with as a family, right? I found, you know, through uh, the lineage, the DNA, that this was something that was a, was a real issue. Uh, medically. And I'm honored and I'm, I'm so grateful now that I see it because if it wasn't for that second really painful and dark time, I wouldn't have went deep enough into the peanut butter jar to clean that crap up. So I'm grateful. I'm, I'm so like happy that I got to go literally to the, to the depths of hell because unless you really do that. And, and I'm sure you can relate and a lot of the, the guests that you've had and maybe hopefully some of the listeners, unless someone is really willing to do whatever it takes, they're not going to change. And it doesn't matter how many doctors you go to, how many therapists you talk to, how many pills you take, it's going to show up again. And it sometimes stays your whole life because yes, it's about depression and yes, it's about a condition, but it's more about who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person you were yesterday dealing with the depression or do you want to be the best version of yourself? And if that means I got to see, pardon my French, I'm just going to say it all my shit, then please show me God because I want to grow and I want to change. And that's what I did. I, I asked the universe to heal me and to, and to literally esponge you bring everything out, all yeah. of it. And then look at it, really yeah. look at it and then make sense of it. So you yeah. can move forward. I don't care who you think you are, just what you said. If you don't want to change, no, no, no therapist will be good enough. No coach will be good enough. No doctor will be good enough. No medication will be good enough. But that change has to come from within for you to say today, no mass. I'm not going to listen to this lie in my head that I'm not good enough anymore. I'm not yeah. smart enough. I'm not beautiful enough or whatever, whatever enough. And let me tell you something. I have also never heard anyone call their depression a gift. What a power, because what a powerful statement, because I've had a lot of guests who have come here and all told me because of the blah, 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 they are now blah, blah, blah. 
So you are saying to me, because of your gifts of depression and being, of course, able to overcome them, you are now able to fight in somebody else's soul where it is and help gut it out. That is a gift that I've never heard anybody put it that way before. So this is amazing. Wow. Thank you. I'm about to tweet that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And it's, you know, it really is. And I know that your show is not quote unquote, a religious show. I do want whoever's listening and I, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that whoever needs to hear the message will hear it. We'll hear it. Yeah. I'm not a religious, it's not a religious show because, because religion is so protein. Which one do you want to go by? So I just go with the spiritual and I think we can all agree. Buddhist, whatever is Christian, Catholic, whatever. We all agree in the spiritual self. And for that, I hold on to the spiritual self. Everything else is just a piece of clothing that we're wearing. Muslim clothing or Islamic clothing or really or Christian, Jewish. They're all clothing. The spiritual self, which is what you're talking about, is the one that has red blood and we all have red blood. So yeah. I agree with you. It's not religious. It's not religious, but then again, it's spiritual because it takes a lot to admit that you've been to a place that was so dark. You wanted to turn off the light to make it even darker. You know what I mean? Like that is major. Yeah. Yeah, and the only way I, I feel not everyone is going to do that. Not everyone is going to, because I, I feel it's like a phone, right? It's like a phone call. The phone can ring and ring and ring and ring and ring. And sometimes we don't pick it up because we're busy or we're sleeping or we don't care. We don't want to talk to that person, right? We don't know who that person is. So for me, it wasn't until I got really, really, really clear that I was ready and willing to be a servant, and I say servant, not in a religious way, but in a way of, I'm here to serve, like you. We're ser- we serve humanity, right? The people that are listening, that are going through this experience, that are choosing to let this experience help them grow, they're gonna make a change in their life and hopefully thousands of other people by sharing their story. And it's not something that is you know, easy. It's not something that is, I think it's simple, but it's not easy. And that's the difference, you know, because I remember when my, one of my friends and she was in uh, menopause and I remember this was maybe 10 years ago and she was going through depression and it was, you know, obviously she had some physical things involved, hormones and things like that. But I remember I said to her, snap out of it, just snap out of it. And don't you know, when it happened to me last year, I thought about what I said to her. And I actually have apologized many times to her. And I know I don't need to apologize again, but I, I say out loud now in public, right, on, on the air, basically saying to anyone who thinks it's as easy as snapping your fingers, just understand it's, it's so much more than, because it's acknowledging another place, another layer of, like you said, it's like going deeper into wounds that you don't even know. And sometimes they're ancestral wounds. I mean, I had to go... I believe in past lifetimes. I believe in going all the, you know, cuckoo stuff that some people call woo-woo. Oh, well, I'm Nigerian, baby. You right? So you are, get it. <laughs> we, are, we are superstitious to the max. And actually, my dad, <laughs> my dad is a, you know, he was a two-star general. God bless my dad. I love him to pieces. My mom, bank manager, Catholic, Christian. My dad still is deep in the fruit. If you want to call it fruitful stuff, Yes. And that's the essence of who we are. Right. The fact that human experience is not 
it's not, like you said, it's simple, but it's not easy to explain. It's complex. We are human beings and we're complex. And that's okay. And that's why the people who, and I'm going to go here off on a tangent a bit, but, uh, you know, a, a boy who says, I feel like my body is that of a female. Okay, he gets the sex change. And now he wants to be with boys. Well, she wants, well, that's okay. It's not always as simple as explaining everything. And so just live and let live. If you're okay with your decisions, if you're happy with them, who am I to judge? You know, it's fine. You know, and if, if we could all just, just realize that, that everyone has what they're dealing with. I don't care who you are. When you wake up in the morning, you have boogers in your eye. And that's it. So we're all human, you know? And Oprah has boogers, Obama has boogers, you know, wh- whoever. So they're real human beings. When they just come out, they're wearing clothes and then they're wearing a persona. But don't, don't forget that that persona is what it is, a persona. That is why Hollywood is incomplete. And they have the most money, but the most suicides. Mm. So Because it's not money. And, you know, it's so interesting because you said something about the... Um, trying to remember the exact words so my fiance and I we have a, a funny saying that we have and it's about triggers mm-hmm. right and when when we talk about that's what you were talking about turning off the light and mm-hmm. how sometimes we just want things to go away the things that cause us pain yes to go away and one of my friends who was very instrumental in helping me get better during this process the second time I was very fortunate I had a lot of I call them earth angels And also, you know, non-physical angels, but I believe in that. So earth angels. And one of them said to me, I actually asked her, and I share this because I I trust that it'll impact whoever's listening. It might impact if, even if it's just one person, I I trust that it's worth sharing. I asked her, I said, okay, so I believe in all these past lives. And, you know, so what if I do do this? I actually started thinking about it. And I said, what if I do this? What's going to happen? And she said, if you take your own life, in her opinion, and in the opinion that I believe as well, is that you come back and you got to do it again. And I thought to myself, well, forget that then. I don't want to come back. That's the whole point. Come back to the same thing. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you, let me take that up a notch. Were you going to say something? Go ahead and say it. I was, I was just going to say to be grateful for, for the things that cause us pain. Because if the pain isn't there, it means you can't transform it. Can't grow. So it's like having these goggles on and living in a fantasy world. But if you're living in a fantasy world, it's not real life. So I I got to a place where, you know, now when when stuff happens, right, I'm I'm in this new relationship and that's a whole other podcast in itself. But it's amazing because it, we have to grow. We have to learn each other, right? He says left, I say right. He says up, I say down. Like we're talking about the exact same thing, but we say it in totally different ways. And, and you might be able to relate because you're married, right? Like I it love doesn't young, I have, I, I love, um, not young love in the sense that I love love. I love when two people know that because you're the yin up to my yang, that means sometimes I want to go left and you want to go right and that's okay. And guess yes. what? We're in the middle because exactly. Okay, I love that. I love that. But hold that because I want to get back to that. Oh my goodness, this is so much fun. <laughs> I want to get back to this. I want. To, I want us to unpack, be grateful for the things that cause us pain. And let me say that because most of my teenagers who end up dying by suicide, 
most of those who attempt that didn't die will say the same thing. I don't really want to die. I just want my pain to stop. But what you've just said to us is to twist that pain on his head and make sense of it. I have never, again, heard anyone put it this way. Or maybe I'm just receiving it differently because a couple, maybe last week I heard a poet called Humble the Poet say something on radio. He said, no one can teach you what you can learn from your pain. Mm. And I thought no much more powerful words have been said. I need the pain to transform. And then last week I had, a, I had a mom on the podcast whose son killed himself. Her book is called Shattered, by the way. Mm. She said, oh my God, what did she say? Oh goodness, I forgot. But she said something just as deep. She said she called her daughter. She said her daughter had post-traumatic growth syndrome. The oh, little girl wow. grew from the trauma. And I was like, wow, you know? So I learned so much. And even my wife says, you've just changed. Like my outlook in life is different. It is this podcast. It is looking people in the eye, seeing their pain reflect on mine, recognizing the pain because I've been there. And it's just like, oh my God, like I just want to, I keep, my coach told me not to start the podcast. She said, don't start it yet because she wanted me to do this. Then I said, baby girl, I have to start the podcast and I needed to start already because I was being called to talk to people. I needed to hear people. I can't speak. I cannot be an ambassador, a worthy ambassador as a suicide activist, which is what I call myself without your stories. We are connected by the storylines. And every time I, I talk about, like I'm going to use you in the next podcast because something will make me remember you. And I say, you know what? One of my guests said, blah, 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 because I've never heard anybody put, be grateful for the things that cause you pain. Indeed, you need to be grateful because if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. But do you have it in you? That's the thing. That's where the resilience comes in. That's where the perseverance comes in. And of course, friends. And like you said, you know, earth angels, which I love that word, by the way. One of my favorite phrases is earth angel. There was a song that was called earth angels. I love that. Do you have those? Do you recognize that they are those? Do you listen to them? And do you, you know, totally. allow them to, to help change you and mold you and you know, help you become, you know, the best, your best self. Oh, good girl. And there's, it's, it's fascinating because you just said something. It's, I love the, how we're bouncing right off each other. Because yeah. the truth is, for me, these are flakes of wisdom, right? Not, not uh, flakes, but like sprinkles, right? Like I see sprinkles of gold. And to me, these experiences, the reason that they happen is because we're here to grow from each other. So if, if a, a teen or, you know, like I heard of recently a 12 year old that was talking about it. And I thought to myself, what must be happening in their world? That old, they're thinking about this, right? And it's, it's a, it's a global problem. It's not, Oh, my neighbor, so-and-so, you know, I heard from the the east side in Australia. No, 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 no. It's right here. Yes. Right here. It's like, we have to talk about this stuff. And that's when I agree with you a hundred percent. Like I, it doesn't matter if, if it looks good, it doesn't matter if my, whatever my, you know, branding looks right or my marketing isn't ready. Like the message needs to get communicated because there's people suffering and yes. The truth is, is if we're really transparent and we're really doing the work 
from love and from the right consciousness, which is to help people, they don't care about that stuff anyway. They're not looking, you know, you if I'm afraid, you do it afraid, you do it because right. you have a message to tell you do it. And for those who are Christians amongst us, because I just happen to be a Christian, you know, I always give a story of Jonah. He wasn't ready. He was not ready to take the message. And you know what they did? They put him in the belly of a fish. So you are going to be ready because mm -hmm. we need your message right now. And that's why when I told people that, you know, I said the, the best bookshelf and the best library in the world is the graveyard. Why? Because 99% of authors go to the grave with their books in their head. Right. Because you're like, oh, can I write it? Are people going to read it? Well, you know what? Write it anyway. Do it anyway. Do the podcast anyway. Because, you know, someone is going to hear the story. And it may just be your story that they're waiting for to say, oh, boom, right there it is. So I love it. I love it. And there was something really transformational that shifted for me when I when I was in the, in the throes of it, in the, you know, the dark closet, as I call it, it was a very tiny window of like, of light. And number one was the angels, right? The earth angels that I started asking for help. And that's something that you touched on was we didn't, we don't feel when we're in those moments, in those experiences, we don't feel the worthiness. We don't feel valuable. We don't feel smart enough. We don't feel strong enough. All those people that took their own lives, because of whatever financial reasons or divorce or whatever the, the story is, they tell themselves how horrible they are. The truth is, is it's a, it's a lie. It's the head. It's a lie. It lies, right? And number two, it's, it's critical, critical to have surround yourself with people that can remind you that it's a lie. Because when you're in the lie, you're not able to notice that it's a lie. Like you can't, when you're in, there's a saying, when you're in the picture, you can't see the frame, right? And it's so important to find someone that you appreciate, that you trust. It could be one person. It could be five people. But the moment you are able to communicate that there is a problem means you're already finding a solution. You're already slowly peeling yourself out of the grave, so to speak, because you're the one who put yourself there. Right. And, and, the, and the, the God honest truth, it wasn't until I said to myself, this is wrong. The way I'm thinking is not healthy. If I'm so miserable and so ready to check out, whether it's because I got an F on my score, at school, on my test, or my mom yelled at me, or my boyfriend didn't call me back, or I lost the contract, doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter what it if, is. If you don't have, like you said, the strength or you don't think you have the strength, I guarantee you, guarantee thousand percent, there's somebody else who has it worse than you. Worse. Somebody who doesn't have a leg, somebody who doesn't have an arm, eye. somebody who lost their partner, lost their eyes, right? So one of my spiritual teachings that I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have it is mm -hmm. gratitude. And I started as hard as it was. There was days when I couldn't get out of bed. Literally, it was so hard for me. It was like, felt like bricks on top of my body. I didn't want to get out of bed. And I just, whatever it took, I grabbed a pen and I said, I'm going to write my five gratitude things. It was whatever. If it was the sunlight in the room, if it was having a blanket, if it was, I'm grateful that I don't have to go to school today, or I don't have to go to work today, or I'm grateful that I do have to go to work today. Like find a reason to get up, number one, find a reason to be grateful and share 
and give gratitude because when we're in those places of despair, number one, the stories our minds tell us are lies. Nice. And number two, we, we're not thinking logically at that point. When you're thinking oh. about dying and taking your own life, you're not thinking logically. logically. You're, you're trying what I learned was I was trying to find a temporary solution. No, the, the saying a is permanent solution to a temporary problem, largely temporary problem. And yeah. that is what suicide is. The ultimate permanent solution is suicide. The ultimate permanent solution. And I get it. I get who you are. I get your voice. I feel like you've been, I've known you my whole life because everything you're saying is exactly what I say. No, it ain't easy. I never said it was, right. but it's doable. And therefore, I started my gratitude journal many, many moons ago, and I started with five, then 10. Now I write pages. I have to stop because I got to go to bed. I'm just writing and writing because if you want to find a reason to be grateful, you'll find many. Is Do you want to find? And so, yes, I'm a big writer. I love writing. I have journals everywhere. I, I, I have journals everywhere. Like, I'm just big on writing. I was like, oh, my God, I want to write that. I will have a little pocket one in case I need just a little time. You know, I'm just writing all the time because I need, I feel like it's just, it's just words need to be written down. And so, yeah, I'm big on gratitude journals. And thank you for saying that because that's one of the things I tell my patients. I'm having my own brand of, of gratitude journals. They're going to be read oh, um, because, I'm, because I want people to, I want my patients to start writing. Just give it a try. You might even like it. It's so important because when you're in, when you're in that state of darkness, the frequency is so low and, and I won't get into it now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that you know, when you study frequencies and stuff, but that's a whole nother level of awareness. And it's, it's a little kooky. It's a little out there, but I didn't understand what that meant until I started experiencing the difference. And the difference truly is it's a choice. It's a shift. And if it means finding just one thing to be grateful for each moment, each day. You know, if you're peeling yourself off the ground to go get a drink of water, be grateful that you have a sink. Then that means I'm going to ask you this question because you may very well be one of the few people who will get it right. And if you don't get it right, that's fine, that's fine because there's no right or wrong. Do you see your glass as half full or half empty, Regina? Oh, yeah, now for sure half, half full. Um, and, and I, I even think it's even more than that. You know, I think of, um, life is perspective, right? It's all about perspective. And I there's moments when, it. and it wasn't until I was willing to acknowledge how unhappy that's why I, I used the term miserable because I really thought I was a positive person. You know, I thought that I was this happy, lucky, go happy, go lucky girl. And I thought, Oh, well, I'm positive. I'm good. Blah, blah, blah. And that was my ego. And this is the other thing that I don't want to spend too much time here because it's, it's not a serving place. I do think it's important though, because what happens, especially like here I was, I'm, I was a yogi, right? The second time it happened, I was already into yoga. I was already teaching. And so I thought to myself, how could this possibly be happening to me again? Like, but I know better, right? I'm a spiritualist. Like I, I shouldn't have to be going through depression. And it was my ego was basically and, and this is really egotistical to say, but I'm going to say it because this is what was true for me. I felt, and it wasn't until I realized that I had this conscious thought when I was able to change it. I actually thought that by taking my life, 
I could control the outcome of my life. And I thought, you know what? In a way, I'm too good to be here. I'm too sensitive to be here. And this place is messed up. And I don't want to live here anymore because it's crazy. People are mean. I can't handle it. I don't have the strength. I don't have the courage, blah, 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 blah. So what started was self lack of self-worth and feeling angry at myself and feeling miserable because I made stupid choices or whatever I thought it was at the moment. Now I see all of it was a blessing. But at the time, I went from the bottom all the way to the top where I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to take my own. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the bus and I'm going to, you know, God, let me take the wheel. I got this. Yes. And that's when I realized that I needed to, I needed to surrender to the experience because what I was doing wasn't working. It got me through the first time, but it wasn't going to get me through the second time. And, and actually, I take that back. Both times, it was bringing me back to what I, what I choose to call God. It brought me back to the universe. It brought me back to spirit. And I pray regularly. I'm a very devoted, you know, spiritualist. I, I believe certain practices but it's not about religion. It's about being with, with the creator, whatever you feel the creator is. And for me, I do not believe that there is a void. And there's not like a, some of my f- best friends are atheists. And my we son get is an atheist. My son yeah. that I breastfed, that I raised in the Catholic church is an atheist. My brother is an atheist, his wife, my sister. So this is like, okay. Again, I live and I let live. And right. these days I call myself, I'm just spiritual. I'm not into the, you know, and you know, because if you depend on humans, which we all are, they are fallible. Right. They are fallible. And so you'll be disappointed multiple times. And so I know one person that cannot disappoint me is my, my well, in, in Igbo land, we say your chi or your own personal God, which is in you, within you. I don't know the English word for that because there's no English word. But um, so that's one. And then the second thing is just overall speaking, just as I've gotten older, I realized that there's no one church that has all the answers. There's none. None. And so there's no need depending on them because there's none. I do want us to go back a little bit to a couple of things you said, which are just like just killing me. And I need to put them up here. Two things. The first one is uh, you, you were right in the sense that the glass can be half full, half empty, whatever is a perception. But here's what I want you to say. At least the glass has water in it. Yes. So you can always go and refill the water because you said something about that. You kind of touched on that. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's half full or half empty. Can we refill it? Yes, I'll take that. You know, so that's one thing. And then number two is do not underestimate the power of determination. So when parents when your kids say that they want to kill themselves or whatever, do not ever underestimate and just kind of wave it off because it might happen. And so coming back to you, the power of the lies in your head can be overpowering. Totally. And if you're not like you and not having a way out, friends, whatever, the mindset to even listen, it can literally be, you know, the end of you. So yeah, absolutely. I say, if you're a parent and you're listening, please, please, please do listen to your kids. Do be their earth angels. And if you can't do it, get someone who will. There are people out there who can do it, period. So um, just, I guess, for the, in the interest of time, oh my, look, look at that. Can we, do you want to 
tell the listeners where they can find you, one, and then two, some, I guess, words of advice. Is that right? Some I would love to. Words. I would love to. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Lulu, again, thank you so much, not only for the opportunity, but more importantly, for the work you're doing in the world, because it's, it's having the courage to speak about this stuff, because it's not, it's not pretty, you know, talking about self-worth and talking about how ugly we feel sometimes and how we feel dirty, we feel shame, we feel like we made mistakes in life. Look, anybody living, anybody on their feet has had that feeling at least yes. once in their lifetime. And if they say that they didn't, they're lying. They're lying. They probably feel that way at least once a year, maybe once a month, maybe even once every day, right? So the truth is, is it's a normal feeling. And when we stop pretending like it's a wart, like there's something wrong with us because we have these feelings of shame or doubt, then we're going to actually be a normal, healthy society. Because if we don't have those feelings, just like we don't have joy, we don't have pleasure, we don't have fun, we don't have, you know, whatever then we're not living a full existence. And I, I'm a, a student of Tantra. I believe in living from a place of abundance, living from a place of uh, fullness. And it's not, you know, it's not anything other than joy and love and light. And I'm, like I said, I'm, you know, a spiritualist just like you. And, um, and I really believe that we're all here to help each other grow. So if you're going through something, if you're a listener and you're going through something, I encourage you to speak with someone that you trust let them know what's going on. Have the courage and the strength to know that you're human and it's okay for you to feel whatever you're feeling. You're not alone. There's somebody who will understand you. And there's someone, I guarantee you, who is going through the same thing you're going through, who's already on the other side, who can help you through it. You just need to speak about it so that they can help you get over the bridge. Amen. And, and that's why I say the three words will be, the three phrases will be get help, reach out, and say something. Some of us are not very good at reading faces or reading looks, but if we say something, at least we can, we can hear and then we can take it from there. I was suicidal. I had a, between, and I know the exact period, between November 2013 and May of 2014, I was actively suicidal. I just said, I, I said to myself, I had failed and nothing you could have said to me would have made me unthink that. Mm. But then I had a lovely person in my life who said, no, no, that's not true. Yes, you, you, you found out that you owe the IRS $329,000. Okay, there are people that owe more. And then she called a couple of her friends who had filed bankruptcy and then told me about the president who had filed it seven times. and Just whatever, whatever she needed to say, she, she brought it, she made it real to me. Like, this is not, you're not alone. This happens Thank God for this country where you can do it. And it's not, it doesn't mean anything bad to you. And whatever she said, but in the end, I was like, okay, let's just say she's telling the truth. And that was my change moment. I said, okay, let me give it a try. That I'm not a bad person. Things happen for us. They don't happen to us. Exactly. So I learned that. And yes, it's okay to make a mistake and move forward. It's okay to not be okay. You just don't have to stay feeling that way. Wow. I thank you so much for today. This has been amazing. I hope I didn't take over because I can do that. Oh, this is lovely. And I, I just, I want to add one thing and I, I'm so grateful to what you just shared, the three phrases, because you need to, if you're, if you're going through something or you know someone who's going through this, and I work with teens as well and teach yoga and do energy work with them. And if you're going through something, whether you're a teen or an adult, you need to find an anchor. 
So if it means finding a phrase, put it on the wall and remind yourself. So when your mind goes a little out there, goes a little cuckoo, and you start to hear these voices in your head that are not your voices, they're, they're pieces of you, but they're not you. They're not the essence of who you are and what you're here for. So like Dr. Lulu said, they're here for you. They're, these lessons, these experiences are here for us. So I know I kept asking, why is this happening to me? And then I started asking, why is this happening for me? And when I made that simple switch of why is this happening to me and moved it to ha- why is this happening for me, the, the, world, like the world changed and I started opening up. And the other thing I kept saying to myself was, this is temporary. Yes, this too shall pass. Yes, people say that a lot, but it's so true. No matter what it is, it will pass. I mean, of course, there are some things I won't, but this feeling that you're having that's sending you down that path is what we're talking about. That is temporary. That can go away. If mine could go away, yours will go away. There's no time limit. I don't know what time to give. Who knows how long it's going to last. But just do know that every morning that you wake up, it's a gift. And then if you wake up and you're still sad and depressed, it's also a gift. And if you see one slither of light, take it. Look at the light and go to the light and start writing, of course, in your journal. Wow, Regina, where can we find you? Where can listeners find you? So they can find me, thank you so much, at Spiritual Junkie, and it's spelled a little funny. Um, I'll actually give you another name as well, which is Internal Peace Now, and that's I-N-T-E-R-N-A-L-P-E-A-C-E-N-O-W.com. And even easier, you can text, because I know everybody loves their cell phone. Wait, did you say Internal Peace Now? Internal Peace Now. Yep, okay. dot com. And uh, for those that love their cell phones, I have an easier way to find me, and that's by texting the number 64600. So again, that's just texting the number 64600, and you text the word yoga. Okay, so text yoga to 64600. Yeah, and, and you'll get a link. Click on the link, and then you'll get my uh, – basically, it's a virtual website and um, a mobile website and on that website is links each tab has a link and you can learn all about my story and how to reach me classes work that i do um, online and internationally i'm a international speaker and i love helping people not just with this topic but with really living their best life and and sometimes in order to live your best life you have to really not live your best life and so you have to go to the depths of despair. And I'm not, I'm not saying everyone has to, but that's what my soul chose. And I'm so grateful because, you know, now I get to, I get to really um, reap the rewards of the fruit. Amen. And you said spiritualjunkie.com or what? Yeah, the other one, it's, it's basically the same as the internal piece now. Okay. Yeah, it's the same website. So junkies, K-I-E or just, or just um, you know, peace now and leave the other one alone? Yeah, that one's easier. It's the spiritualjunkie.com. It's, it's kind of a funny story really quick. It's, um, I was so excited because one of my trainings is the name is Spiritual Junkie. And so I was super excited. So this goes back to what, being ready when you're not ready. I was so excited that I bought the domain and I didn't realize when I bought the domain that I missed the spelling. And so the spiritual- so how do you spell it? It's uh, spiritual, almost like with a, like a, a twang to it, spiritualjunkie.com. So instead of three eyes, it's two eyes. Instead of spiritual, it's spiritual. 
So the other, so the sex, so the I between the R and the T is missing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. I can make it happen. Just yeah. want to make sure I type it correctly. Yeah. So and and that just goes to a fix, um, thing. So this is great. Spiritual. I hear, you know what? However you want to spell it, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, and that just, it just reiterates your point, Dr. Lulu, about, you know, sometimes it's about just going out there and speaking. And because at the end of the day, people will find you. Right. Like, look, I found you, you know, I, I know, found right? you and today here we are. And I feel blessed that I got to share with your audience. And, you know, it's it's not about sometimes I realize when I'm in that place of fear or doubt, I think to myself, somebody's waiting for me. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody could be suffering. And really, at the end of the day, if we're really, really here to help each other. Doesn't matter the little details. Right. The details matter when when we're you know, on a plane and we need to get from A to B, we want to make sure we're in the same in the right direction. But even that there's a journey, there's an adventure somewhere in the process. That's right. You know, so I invite everyone who's listening to just live life and be happy. And, and yes, you learn from your mistakes, learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to learn like learn from mine and Dr. Lulu. So you don't have to. Hello. Right. Like it's a lot learn. easier. You're ready it's to learn. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper and it's way easier learning from other people's mistakes. <laughs> yes, that's what they say, right? Smart people learn from their mistakes. Smarter people learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to do it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow, Regina, it has been awesome. It has been so awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? Every time I say this, I said, they come here, they lay it all out. You know, sometimes I try to summarize this woman is larger than a summary. So I'm just going to leave it at that. If you, didn't, if you missed something, press rewind and listen to it again. But she's obviously a spiritual, spiritual soul on a journey to save herself and the rest of us along the way. And a speaker extraordinaire, just a knowledgeable person. So many nuggets. Oh my goodness. Calling depression a gift. Are you kidding me? I love it. Saying and meaning it that she actually liked being miserable. Keyword liked. Okay because it's past tense. Love it. Talking about, you know, just being afraid of being judged, judged by her friends. And so she didn't want to say anything, which is what all of us are, right? You know, we're spiritual beings living a human experience. I love that quote from this woman. Okay. She said, I think it is simple, but it's not easy. Lots and lots of quotes. Just be grateful for the things that cause you pain because they allow you to grow. Are you kidding me? This is so true. So, Hey, I'm going to leave it at that. Press rewind, share, subscribe, and I'll see y'all next week, right? All right, this is Dr. Lulu. This is the momatrician calling it quits with y'all today. Miss Regina, any farewell words? Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, love, love yourself first. Love yourself first. Can't come back with that. Thanks, y'all. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.